This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. The average person spends about 64 hours a month. That is three days commuting. Well, can you imagine what you could do if you had that time back? Well, of course, one of the things you'd probably do is you'd probably listen to more Bloomberg Radio and Catherine Cowdery, who's giving us a Bloomberg Business Flash. Catherine. Thank you, Pim. Well, the stock market is rallying on track to end the month and quarter on a positive note. Banks are recovering from a sharp drop as Deutsche Bank tries to reassure investors about its financial health. Jonathan Golub at RBC Capital Markets on opportunities in the banking sector. You know, not all banks are, are created equal here. And if you were an investor that needed to put money work in the financial sector, there are lots of very healthy banks. Um, unfortunately, not very many of them on the other side of the Atlantic. We check the markets every 15 minutes on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average currently up 199 points. That's a gain of 1.1%. It's trading at 18,343. S&P 500 up 22 points, a gain of 1%, trading at 2172. The Nasdaq is higher by 52 points, a gain of 1%. It's trading at 5321. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 23 cents a barrel, a gain of half a percent at 4806. Spot gold down $7.30 an ounce to 13 Ten-year Treasury down 10.30 seconds with a yield of 1.59%. Among today's top business stories, BMW will roll out the first battery-powered model of its urban mini brand as part of a broader push to make electric cars more mainstream and counter ambitious plans from rivals. The new Mini is set to hit the market in 2019 and will be followed in 2020 by a battery-powered version of the BMW X3 Sport Utility Vehicle. Well, consumers took a break in August after spending at a solid pace the past few months. While that's no cause for alarm yet, consumption has been going has been doing all the heavy lifting for the economy, so its ups and downs do matter. The Commerce Department reported consumer purchases were little changed about after a four-tenths of a percent increase in July that was revised higher. After adjusting for inflation, spending fell for the first time since January, while after-tax incomes also cooled. Two of Wall Street's biggest banks are forecasting sharply divergent paths for treasuries in the last three months of 2016. Economists at Goldman Sachs Group see benchmark 10-year yields climbing to 2% by the end of the year. In contrast, Morgan Stanley is forecasting yields will fall to one and a quarter percent. It's 2.32 on Wall Street. Time to get an update of some of the other stories we're following on Bloomberg Radio. Thank you, Catherine. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey in Asensio. Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton is on the campaign trail in the battleground state of Florida. She addressed a crowd in Fort Pierce. Just 39 days left in the most important election in our lifetimes. We have to make every single day count. We have to get more people registered to vote. Republican vice presidential candidate Mike Pence is in his home state of Indiana. He praised his running mate while speaking to a crowd in Fort Wayne. My fellow Hoosiers, I join this campaign in a heartbeat because you have nominated a man for president who never quits, who never backs down. He is a fighter. He is a winner. Pence and Democratic vice presidential nominee Tim Kaine are slated to debate on Tuesday at Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia. Meantime, former President Bill Clinton was among those saying a final goodbye to former Israeli President Shimon Peres today. Clinton talked about how vital Perez was to shaping Israel's history. Thanks in no small measure to his constant, relentless urging. The tomorrows he envisions are already being lived here in Israel. 6,000 people gathered in Jerusalem for today's funeral. 
And it's the end of an era for one of the city's longest-running Jewish delicatessens and hopefully the beginning of another. New York's iconic Carnegie Deli will close at the end of this year. The owners want to license the brand and sell the products wholesale. Carnegie Deli has been serving world-famous sky-high pastrami sandwiches in Manhattan for nearly 80 years. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Ramey Innocencio. This is Bloomberg. Catherine. Thank you. And now let's get a quick update of the markets. Dow Industrial Average is up 199 points at 18,342. S&P 500 up 22 points at 2172. NASDAQ higher by 52 at 5321. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomer Taking Stock is brought to you by American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 85 years. More at ADR.org. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox. If you've ever wanted to change the way that you commute, perhaps this company has the answer. Mike Verdi and Narinder Singh Chada are co-founders of a new technology company. It is called Our Bus, and they join me here in the studio. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having us. All right, so who's the commuter and who's the coder? I'm the commuter. You're the commuter. Tell us your commute story. I know everybody has at least one. Go ahead. Tell us your commute story and where did the light bulb go off in your head that told you you had to create an app that basically connects with buses to turn them into more personalized transport? Sure. Uh, I've been commuting to New York City for a good 20 years now, from all different parts of New Jersey to all different parts of New York City. And my commute has only gotten worse over the years. Um, the average commuter like myself, we get in our car every morning before our families wake up. We get, we drive to a bus stop or a train stop. We pay for parking. We get into a bus or train. We pay for that. It stops 10 or 15 ways, and then we get into New York City, and then we make our way out of Penn Station or Port Authority. Um, and we get into New York City, and then we take a subway or a cab, or we walk a mile to get to our jobs. So it's multiple transfers. It's exhausting. It's stressful. God forbid there's delays in any one of those transfers and then you know it's just not a good day at work um and i would have probably continued doing it like most people have but what uh prompted me to do all of this was watching my mom do it for even longer than i've been doing it and it's harder for her to do it now because she walks with the king coming up and down the stairs getting out of stations getting into cabs all right so we got that no i got we got the need but when did and then what you called you knew that narinder knew how to do something well, in Narinder's logistics. Well, Narinder is a logistics expert. He's been in the business for 30 years. And I knew if, if, if there's any way to solve this problem, this is the guy i got to go talk to. All right, so let's find out. Narinder, how did you solve this problem? What were you trying to do? What you wanted to accomplish? So what I wanted to accomplish was that the timing right now is absolutely correct for people to create a group from where they live and where they work. Times right now say that people have the, everybody has a smartphone. So the bulb got off that, you know what, what's so difficult about people sharing their time they commute? So we tried to find local people where Mike lives, how many people are going to New York City at the same time. We didn't have technology at that time, but we wanted to test, a proof test the whole situation. So we went to the bus stops and started asking people, what time do you guys go to work? What time do you guys want to go? Why you have to stop at 15 stops, change buses, do all this? What if we take you into Manhattan directly? And people started giving their information. So the bulb actually brightened up then that, oh, my God, 
that means people are willing to use the service. So we started with one bus starting from Kendall Park, New Jersey. People started getting on the bus. We started on 16th of May. We thought it would take us about three to four months to fill up the bus. By fifth week, we were at 85% capacity. Every trip, the bus was saving at least 40 minutes, 35 minutes one way. On the way back also, people are saving at least 30, 35 minutes. There are no stops. Bus starts from Kendall Park. We make one more stop at a residential community and bus goes directly into Manhattan. They stop at a couple of locations in Manhattan as per its dynamic, as per people's wants, where people want to go. They can go in the app and say where they want to stop. Bus stops at a common place. It's a community travel. Community travels together. Everybody saves time. We save money. Buses we get from charter companies. Well, that's where I was going to go next because you guys do not own no, the buses. You're not in at a all. sense bringing you're bringing business to the bus charter companies. Yeah. We started out trying to find a solution for commuters, how to save them time and money, and and provide a better lifestyle, a better commute for them. But we ended up doing that and creating dedicated, profitable routes for bus companies who are busy on the weekends, but on the weekdays, not so much. And how do you you make money by taking a pe- little piece of that? Or, absolutely, or you, absolutely. So the cu- for the customer, it is ostensibly, obviously, the app is free. Right, absolutely. And in fact, the customer pays less because we've done our homework, we've done our research, and we found that if each bus does two trips in a day, we can keep the cost down for the commuters. We don't have to keep doing price hikes. Uh, we can provide profitable routes for bus companies who have good equipment, new equipment with Wi-Fi charging stations. Yeah, I noticed that, that. That this is kind of like a, yeah. a hurdle that they all would have to get over. You're not Absolutely. just going to. Uh, You're not just going to give it to anybody an old with an old bus. Yeah. So um, if you have, and now we've signed up vendors that are willing to finance brand new buses for us if we give them dedicated routes because that's guaranteed income for them Monday to Friday and they make their bonuses on the weekends doing private charter events. And you can vet these people, obviously, Absolutely. because you're going to... Yeah, all the whole compliances run through. They have the DOT. They have their MC information. So everything has to be very, very compliant. Everybody in technology only got about you know 10 seconds. They all love scale. You think this can scale to other big cities, other urban areas where you need this? We, we've already gotten about 37 routes ready to go, researched and planned and ready. We have people emailing us every day, hundreds of people asking us to come. All right, so how, so, all right, so how, do people, how do people connect with you? Go ahead. O-U-R-B-U-S dot com. They can sign up. And Do it again. O-U-R-B-U-S dot com. Ourbus dot com. Ourbus dot com. All right. Well, you can ask them all the questions and maybe get a better commute. I want to thank you, gentlemen, for coming in. Mike Virdi and Narinder Singh Chada. They are the co-founders of Ourbus Technology, trying to make your transport even easier. Thank this you. is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox. This is Bloomberg. Bloomer Taking Stock is brought to you by T2 Computing, a new kind of IT solutions company for workflow, mobility, and infrastructure. Let them explain how their expertise can help you gain greater business value. Visit T2Computing.com for more information.